Hello everyone and welcome to Synesthesia, a podcast about the creatives who shape the aesthetics of music. We chat to the artists behind the record sleeves, videos, photo shoots and stylings of the freshest new sounds, exploring how contemporary culture, fashion, illustration and design reflect and enhance the musical experience. Music has always been our passion and remains an integral part of our lives. That's why we decided to put together this podcast, which we called Synesthesia, because we perceive music not only with our ears, but also with our eyes. Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. Hi everyone, and welcome to Synesthesia's episode number 23. I am Enrico, and today I'm quite happy because we are approaching the end of our first season. We are almost there. Our milestone is 25 episodes. And since the very beginning of this show, I've wanted to talk about Slow Tie, one of the most memorable British acts of the past four years, an artist who has been shaking the aesthetics of the UK's rap scene since 2017. We will talk about his visuals, with the two minds who helped him shape them. His longtime friends, Lewis Levi, T.I.'s cousin, and Alex Motlabane, T.I.'s best mate, aka The Rest, aka the creative duo of directors behind 99% of Slow Ties videos. Lewis and Alex will take us through their career path from their teenage years, talking about the way they work, the stuff that inspires them, and plenty of other anecdotes about their personalities that shine through their creative productions. Anyway, let's greet them now. Hi, Alex. Hi, Lewis. How are you doing? Hello. Yo, what's going on? I'm good. Thank you, man. I'm all good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Welcome to Synesthesia. Uh, thank thank you, you for having us, man. Where are you tuning in from? Uh, we're tuning in from Northampton, where we both still live. Okay, that's interesting to know because I wrongly assumed that you had moved to London. <laughs> nah, I think, uh, yeah, that's definitely an assumption a lot of people make or believe you have to do in order to make it within the creative industry in the UK, at least. I was going to say it's very London-centric, like the way that the UK works creatively. Would you say that the choice of staying in Northampton is political to a certain extent? Definitely when I was younger, it was political and it was kind of like a stand against the industry. But now it's just my family say I've got I've got two children, so it's not as easy to just up and leave. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at now with staying in Northampton. Let's go back in time now and let's try to live your career path from the very beginning. So let's stick to Northampton. And I will say 10 years ago, when you started hanging out with a slow tie and maybe experimenting with videos, as I learned from previous interviews. It starts out with myself and Alex both having an interest in graphic design and we used to design like myspace layouts t-shirts all sorts of just different graphics mixtape covers single artwork just bits and bobs and um we met each other over myspace used to chat on msn yeah and that was probably around 12 or 13. ty is my cousin like, so we've been working creatively since that age. Like he used to make music then and I used to make the artwork for him and whatnot and re- help record his music on GarageBand and stuff. There's only six months difference between me and him. So he's he was around 12 as well. And yeah. It probably, probably properly started with us doing video about 10 years ago, just hanging out in Ty's room was making music. I had started university and I was doing a music video project and I shot a video for Ty then. I think and I just got Lewis to help me and then kind of like ever since then we decided that we was gonna go out together basically. Were you both studying art at uni? I'm a couple years older than them so I think Lewis was at college still mm-hmm. so I was at university probably like a couple years ahead of him. What were you studying Alex? Yeah digital filmmaking yeah that was 
How about you, Lewis? At that time, like Alex said, he was at university and I was at college and I was studying media. I had done some editing of, I used to have like a Nokia and I used to film like freestyle videos and edit on there. That I believe that's probably why Alex asked me to help him on his project, which included Ty. Yeah, and then I ended up enrolling at the same university as Alex, doing the same course, digital filmmaking. And we both we both graduated <laughs> from that course, yeah. Yes, I mean, you've been living parallel lives, basically, for the past uh, 12 years. When you were in the same room, just uh, chilling and experimenting with music, uh, freestyle and filming and design, uh, Alex, Lewis uh, and Iron, what kind of uh, music would you listen to? I don't know why, but I always remember, I think the Yeezus, like Kanye West, the Yeezus come out at the time. To be honest, yeah, probably a lot of American stuff, because I think the UK was sort of, in terms of like the rap world, it wasn't really shining at that moment. I know he was very interested in Kanye, I'd probably say like Tyler Cray, a lot of other people that Ty's been working with, like ASAP, James Blake, weirdly enough. The three of you were able to fulfill this dream of uh, working with the uh, idols you were listening to in your room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you feel about it? I'm very nonchalant about this industry, I think. So I kind of, it doesn't really phase me. I kind of don't notice for like a year. When I look back, in a year, I'll probably look back and be like, oh man, we did a video for ASAP Rocky or something like that. And that's when it will kind of hit me like, oh, that's a bit crazy. But at the moment, it's just so fast. Everything's happening at such a quick pace that you just kind of just see it going by. Yeah, from the people that I've met, it's just like, once you do get talking to people, you just realize, oh, they're actually just normal people. And I think it kind of takes a little, a little something away from it. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. Let's keep talking about the two of you. You just shared the kind of music you were listening to as young kids. What were the visuals that have shaped your style? I mean, Alex did glaze over some names yeah. that are at the start of like us, like even not before Ty, but just our own visual journey with STEM from albums like the XX or Theophilus London like ASAP Rocky King Cruel James Blake these were the sort of artists that we was taking in as well as of course like a lot of American stuff and at that time I remember gigs being quite big in the UK and festivals we never really went to any festivals no. like it wasn't wasn't really our thing if I'm honest well to be fair I didn't go to any festivals the first festival I ever went to was wherever Ty performed first which I actually don't remember anymore <laughs> big mood uh, first a festival in the backstage not for everyone really <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, kind of there it's like a very mixed amount of artists Travis Scott Al Ferrer era like a lot of a lot of that the Kid Cudi was big for me yeah Kid Cudi so the, it, it honestly ranges from like left to right, burial, so many different artists. And again, like not just from a musical standpoint, but also just looking at them creatively and what they were trying to do. The first time I saw Limit to Your Love by James Blake, that was like a very vivid moment for me. At the time it felt special. Or there was an XX video that was like a tracking shot. It was like started wide, went close, started back at the start, wide shot, close. When I think about videos like that, it's like maybe that's where our star has been formed from. Although those videos are not like that vivid in my mind anymore. Well, for sure, uh, there are a lot of influences from uh, cinema in itself, not only music videos specifically. Who are your master uh, movie makers? Was Anderson definitely had a 
very strong early influence. I think Charlie Kaufman as well. I mean, he's a writer, but I've loved every single film he's worked on. And he's worked mostly with directors like um, Michelle Gondry and Spike Jones, who are obviously big music video directors. Yeah, those three are kind of like, yeah, my favorite ones. There's more, but there's a lot more, a lot, a ton more, but those are the ones. I would echo Alex and I would say also Jean-Luc Goddard, Francis Coppola, the Dardenne brothers. All three of those have had a very big impact on me. You haven't really mentioned any horror movies directors though. Stanley Kubrick, of course. I mean, <laughs> for me, it's kind of like Stanley Kubrick influenced Wes Anderson like a lot. So it kind of bleeds in if that if you can sort of see it. Those are kind of like classical, undeniable films. So. Any other um, directors who come up to your mind when you think about your work? Well, for me, it's more it's more films rather than directors. But for me, there's a film called Elephant that for me is always, every time I make or try to come up with a treatment for a video, it always comes up to me because it's just the way that it's shot with these long sort of steady cam, which again, that's Kubrick, right? Now let's talk about your music videos. Can you recall the first one you worked on together as a creative couple? The first one that was uploaded on YouTube on Slow Ties channel is Jiggle. But I assume that probably before there were some underground ones that we haven't seen. Quite a lot. There's many. <laughs> There's a lot of ideas. Whether they come out or not is a different thing, but we used to shoot a video maybe every week. We definitely didn't release all of them. It was just that Ty was consistently making music and we consistently had ideas and things you wanted to try out whether it be actual camera techniques or editing techniques yeah that's how we that's what we was doing at the time before jiggle it's weird the first thing the one that i did at university that i got lewis to help me with is like that video has sort of similar techniques to what we do now but that video is terrible <laughs> like you can see sort of like the progress to where we've got to but it's funny that we still have the sort of same sensibilities even would you say that at the very beginning your videos were more cliched rap videos? Never. The, the, the most cliche video we've done, I believe, is probably Jiggle. Yeah. That, was for, that was for a reason. It was kind of to get the attention of people because we knew that's what a lot of people gravitate towards when they're listening to rap or grime. Or, so. But even if you look at, if you watch Jiggle, like compared to other rap videos, it's different because there isn't there isn't as many cuts. Rap videos have like so many cuts and I feel like we hardly are cutting them. The point uh, that I want to stress is that what makes your work so unique and so original in the rap landscape, and you are for sure aware of this, is that uh, we're talking about uh, a great uh, rap act, but uh, his videos uh, are not uh, stereotypically rap at all. Yeah, it's a conscious decision really is um we talk all day about why and how we've done that but honestly it was just a case of like everyone's doing typical rap videos and it's been getting done since the 90s a few people have broke out of that someone like tyler the creator or asap rocky travis parts of his videos where they're not typical rap videos there's a few older videos people like hawkhouse from the uk and they used to be called yellow man they had some crazy videos that were rap that were just different kanye west of yeah, course i was gonna say to take it back he's that's why for me he's a big influence for us is because i feel like he was a rapper who kind of dared to do a lot of things different i remember the flashing, flashing lights. lights videos which is like a one shot and i remember there's a heartbreak something called heartbreak and that was yeah. like the first time i ever saw data moshing yeah which was crazy but i think a lot 
lot of our influences actually come from the alternative side of music, really. Radiohead were a big influence for me. Like their videos I always thought were great. How do the words of alternative music match with the rap scene? What are the commonalities and what are the contrasts and contradictions? Um, I think especially with what Ty shares and even kind of like the artists that we mostly gravitate to, I don't want to say like an underdog mentality because that's not right, but it's kind of like people who, you know, are steering their own, steering away from the norm, basically. They're kind of operating on the fringes of mainstream. Um, and I think that's what we're, all, we're mostly interested in and what we're trying to do as well. So how it is to work with him? How have you been able to shape these aesthetics together? I mean, it's, it's a conscious move, but I don't know how planned it is because it's not really that planned for sure it was uh, quite natural since uh, you grew up together i'm mm. interested in knowing if uh, he is uh, very much a uh, hands-on when it comes to writing the video concept and filming it depends i'd say like sometimes he has a really strong idea and then we'll take it from there and kind of build on that and sometimes it's just like you know what do you guys want to do so i think we're kind of at the point where you know there's a trust in the team to be like yeah we know what to do and he kind of knows what that is he knows what he needs to bring across in his performance and he knows what we're into as well if that makes sense so there's a shorthand there that's very quick there's no miscommunication at all. is there a thread in your visual of storytelling for a slow tie besides uh, blood of course yeah of course i mean references within the slow tie work references to other people's work specifically horror or thriller has shown up quite a lot of times mostly because those scenes just reflect who he was at the time when we were shooting the music video he's changed quite a lot since then and with I think as as it's got on videos like feel away or Mazza, there's no real references in those videos other than like like not so direct at least he's got to a point now where his character is understandable to the wider audience. I think that's kind of why now it's kind of started straying away a bit from just all video references all the time. You mentioned that he changed. He has changed and evolved in the past four years. How would you describe Slow Tie's artistic image and his aesthetic research and its evolution? And how do you make it shine through the videos, especially the latest ones? For me, it hasn't changed that much from Jiggle, honestly, it hasn't really. And when I say he's changed about like with his character, he honestly is pretty much the exact same person he was when we were first ever making music, 13, 14, 15. Of course, he's developed and changed a lot, but his attributes are all still the same. Like he's still the same person. We've come in like fame, whatever you want to call it and then also being able to project out to the world it just feels a lot easier now for him to completely be himself and people are accepting that which is the whole reason he come into the music industry is like he wanted to be accepted he wanted people like him he wanted to find a, like a following of people that were like him and that he could like be the, vo the voice box for and help them find their voice it feels like this last album kind of we hit that point where it's like we know now who his audience are like we can see them we walk down the street you can see a slow tie listener and yeah that's kind of where it's got to whether that it started out via streetwear culture and kind of like fashion 
you are, you are introducing the next uh, topic because okay. uh, I wanted to talk about his uh, styling and the evolution of his style throughout the years. I know that he works with uh, Dan on Instagram, aka Daniel Pacitti. Yeah. How do you guys collaborate with uh, him? It's not like it's an afterthought, but I always feel like styling is something that we kind of figure out last. But it's weird because I've heard this so much as well, people talking about the, t the type of t-shirts he chooses to wear. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if we think about it that much. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, we typically probably give Dan about three days to find some bits or go to ties and look through the wardrobe at stuff we can have. Yeah. Again, we're such a tight team. Oh, Dan is with us all the time. Uh, he's with Ty all the time. I'm with Ty all the time. Everyone understands like what we're trying yeah. to do with each song. So it's not even, we don't really brief each other on anything. It's just kind of like, we just say, oh, it's all systems go now. And then everyone just like pulls together and understands what, what needs to be done. Of course, there's a few exceptions of with videos like Vex, where there's actual costume and outfit. That's when we've pulled in other people like Holly Peck, who has been amazing and super helpful at more that side of styling with costume and wardrobe and name badges and hats and embroidery and Dan is like more of Ty's wardrobe rather than stylist like he just helps Ty gets pe get pieces and then just puts them together with Ty. Mm. Dipping into the last question a little bit what he picks up like he'll see the references that we have in the music videos and then he'll get something that sort of kind of relates to what we're doing already what the references do really well for like his audience for Ty's audience and everybody else watching is that there's a shorthand with people recognizing you know their favorite films and then you already feel like an affinity for the artist because you're like oh, okay he likes that film that I liked as well which I think creates like a connection with people to the video, if that makes sense. Yes, so, it does make sense. And uh, since you mentioned the Vex, which is probably my favorite video because I am a big fan of uh, diners myself, what about uh, this American look and feel? That's the most input he's ever had on a video. He come to us with that idea of like, making these burgers out of people even before the song was made and then when the song was made we were like oh that idea you said like that would make sense for this song yeah it obviously just made sense to do a diner because in the uk we don't really have anywhere that sells burgers other than like more bougie restaurants and we kind of wanted to wanted it to look a bit gritty and the step up a step up from where if you go back to polaroid there was like a diner within that but it was more like a roadside british diner and we kind of wanted to like show the evolution of that we mm -hmm. ended up finding a roadside diner in nottingham i believe yeah, and nice. yeah that's kind of where that idea come from and we ended up using that same diner to do Ty's chicken shop date because we wanted to kind of take the music video and put it into like a real life scenario so people maybe believe that it was a real restaurant and Ty had opened up his own crazy <laughs> burger joint. And even sort of like stylistically, like just of that video, it's got a very um, horror B movie style to it, which is a very American thing. I don't, we don't really do that in the UK. So I think that's why it comes across American. Well, also cancelled comes across as very American since a scary movie is the very first uh, reference. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny doing it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good laugh, and the main reason was there was actually a beats placement in that video, which is obvious, but. We wanted to do it in a way, we wanted to include the beats placement without having to do like a cutaway, like a close-up of the headphones, which is like what we like don't like within music videos these days where the brand kind of overtakes the video. So I kind of wanted to think of a way of including those headphones and it just made sense to do that. And it's there for so long, it's so subtle and it's done in a way where I don't think anyone, I didn't even see a comment of anyone even saying, oh, this is like a beats endorsement. 
well now they know what was the best part of the cancelled video to shoot Skepta dancing with the chainsaw <laughs> yeah it was actually on the day it seemed like this I don't know it seemed like a crazy I mean out of body experience because <laughs> so, he was dancing to this uh, Italian sort of like classical song but it just looked so good just like even watching it on the day it looked better than the video I'd say when we watched that, we knew, okay, this video is about to be special, I think. And it's special indeed. We discussed about Bex and Cancelled, and blood is a recurrent theme. Is there a specific meaning to it? Someone commented on YouTube, a user called We Out There. He says, I think I finally understand the metaphor connection between Bex and Cancelled. Long story short, he used all the people that tried to cancel him, and that's why he's doing so well. In Cancelled, <laughs> they kill people that try to cancel them. In Vex, they use them as food and sell it for profit. <laughs> Is it the story? People are mental on YouTube. The YouTube comments are just mental. Uh, he nailed, he, yeah, he nailed it. That's kind of the, that's, that is the whole point. The thing is, we, we came up with that idea. That was the idea, and it was way more late. But then we kind of had to make it funny so that it wasn't malicious. You know, it wasn't malicious talking about, you know, killing people and canceling. We wanted it to be funny. So, yeah, it was important for us to have that scary moving part at the beginning to set the tone. But, yeah, I think they nailed it. They nailed sort of what the videos, videos were about. And I get, and the blood as well, just on a different lane, is Tyra on the album is split in two sides, and all of the videos with side A all contain blood because the side A of the record is kind of like rage, in like it's all about like rage and internal like anger. And I mean, blood kind of symbolizes that. And then side B is quite blue when you look at the videos like ADHD or Feel Away or NHS, it's all quite blue. So it's like the opposite. Yeah, that's kind of why there's a lot of blood in the specifically side A videos, Mazza canceled. I read an interview you released in 2018 to Hero Magazine, and you mentioned that um, Tyron was uh, obsessed with um, Isaac Newton's apple, mm -hmm. and uh, his dream was to shoot or like film something with an apple tree, and he basically made it with Tyron, finally, after three years after. Did we, did we say that? in that interview yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah i mean ty told me that idea ty told me that idea about shooting a magazine cover this was before this was probably before even thought yeah, there was any thought of yeah five years ago maybe he might have even only had like just under a thousand followers and he was like, oh when we do our first magazine cover like we should do like the apple on my head but then the like, arrow is going through my eye and then the more you get into the industry you realize like you don't really have control over the creative with magazine covers specifically so he actually had another idea for the tyron cover it was a bit too gruesome too it was a bit too dark for, especially for the time it's an amazing idea but it was just a bit too dark so it's just a case of like taking that idea and then saying hey do you remember this when you said about Isaac Newton like let's just use that to me honestly I just I think the artwork's one of the best there's so much symbolism within it and a lot of people still haven't dissected it to what it really means we're the creative directors behind that Crowns and Owls shot it for us and we work with them across a lot of the press images and whatnot but that cover specifically is like all us Please dissect it with us. If you want, I can give you my interpretation, but it's yeah, yeah. it's You know what? I would actually much prefer you rather than me go for well, all the point. What I see is for sure a biblical reference, but that's too easy. And then it's up to you. I mean, there's a few things. I will touch on a few just because I kind of do want people to take it in a bit more. But for example, there's a there's a bird in the tree. 
like a blue bird that represents Twitter on the right hand side of the tree. Ty obviously went through cancel culture and that is fueled a lot by Twitter. And that inspired a lot of the album and that that bird just kind of represents that moment. Of course, the tree is representative of the tree of life and it's above ground, but we all know the tree goes underground and that's two sides, that's A and B. And then the sky, is it morning? Is it the morning glory or is it golden hour? I'm not sure, it's two sides, A and B again. There's duality within that. When the apple is falling on the right-hand side, that's to do with Isaac Newton, of course, with gravity, but also that's representative of the fall of man um, within like biblical culture. What goes up must come down. Again, all of it is to do with duality. When you see the back cover, and the track list is in a circle. That's because you read it one way and you have to turn it and look at it from another perspective to understand the other side. And that's kind of like, yeah, the small breakdown of what it means. I can see the layers of meaning in this cover and that's what I love about it. And that's also the reason why I started doing Synesthesia, to find out more about the artworks and the people who work on these record sleeves and videos. Thanks a lot for sharing these insights. I feel like we talked only about the A side, the red side, because we mentioned cancelled, vex. We haven't touched Maza, but maybe we can skip it because we can go straight to the B side. You said that NHS belongs to the B side, to Tyrone's B side, but also in general other tracks from Slow Tie, like Nothing Great About Britain, Gorgeous. They are strong, they are powerful because they convey a specific image of Britain. What's the message you want to send the viewers? For me, on that album, um, <clears throat> when I was making that album, and we were sort of like thinking about the videos, I just kept thinking of the Beatles um, and the Rolling Stones when they had their kind of like surgeons break into breaking America and breaking the world. And I kind of wanted to have this kind of like big, big picture idea for Ty sort of like breaking out of the UK. What the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and all those bands did was they had a lot of really strong imagery that represented Britain or that kind of had British flags and all that type of thing. And I, was, I wanted to do the same thing, but I wanted to recontextualize it for Ty. I feel like we did that pretty strong. It's nice that you mentioned Gorgeous because that is a video that everybody says it reminds them of where they're from. I think for me that video feels very specifically Northampton but it's great that it also makes other people feel like it's their hometown. What are the cultural nuances and contradictions you want to highlight with these videos? Thai's story was kind of about, it's not quite like from poverty but coming from a low class point of view and you know, trying to become a star is, is the rags to riches story. And I think, you know, Britain has a very strong class divide. So I feel like that's what we've tried to do a lot in the videos. So your videos are, would you describe them as a political? Not necessarily. I'd say political just by happenstance, just because it's just, it's the same as like, you know, me being a black person in a white space, that's political, even though I might just be there just because, but it is political because of, you know, the, just by the fact of me being there. There isn't, there isn't a lot of people like Ty in that space because a lot of the rappers that you do see are from, all from London. 
So just Ty being a prominent rapper in the UK and being from outside of London, I feel like that's a strong political message in a way. What's your stance about Britain right now, especially for our generation? Are you happy about the country you are seeing or do you tend to criticize it through these uh, videos? <laughs> We definitely did. I don't know if I consider it that much anymore. But that's just because the whole, I feel like the whole world is a bit fucked up, honestly. Um, and obviously, I think, firstly, the work of us as artists is to kind of say what the state of the world is at the moment. And sometimes we do that, but I don't know if, I don't know if we're there anymore. I feel like we did it so much that, yeah, we're not so interested anymore. Luis, what's your stance on this? Yeah, I just echo Alex on that. I think at the time, we were definitely very much into what was happening in the UK and it was a very big shift of Brexit and Boris Johnson and whatnot. And now we're kind of deep in this COVID world and it kind of is, we know that things are all messed up globally. So what's the direction uh, you're going to be taking in the future in terms of a visual storytelling for a slow tie? You just uh, said that you want to steer away from uh, portraying Britain in the way you did uh, throughout the years uh, so far. So what's the creative uh, path you are on? We've got a lot of ideas working on. Ty's already working on the next album. He's also working on a few non-musical projects and we've got pretty clear vision. We had a whole film for Nothing Great About Britain that we wanted to make, but the, the person that was going to fund it asked us to take the politics out of it. So we just ended up telling them to not make the film with us. Wait, I have to interrupt you because you said that you wouldn't describe your work as political. We didn't say it was political. The person that was going to fund it had said, oh, this is very political. And we were like, it's not political. It's actually just the way it is. <laughs> like, it's life. And this is how we see it. And then they were like asking us to just remove some of the characters and whatnot. So we just decided to just not do the job because it would just ruin the story. But I would love to explore that idea again and try and explore a bit more actual film with Ty rather than just all music video setups. This new stuff that we've got is for me, and of course I'm going to say this, but it's the best stuff yet. Best storytelling, best instrumentals. But again, we're so early on, we just got to wait and see where it ends up going. He changes his mind like the weather. <laughs> Well, we are looking forward to seeing this new work from you and Slow Thai. That'll be interesting to see, but in terms of like the rest, it's not just, just with Thai. There's a few other things Alex is working on right now with a few artists. Yeah, basically the timing is perfect because we need to move from a Slow Thai and introduce the last part of the show, which is about your preferences, like artists you like and other interesting stuff you've been rating recently. The first column is Word on the Street. Word on the Street. I would like to know whether there was one artist you would love to collaborate with at the moment as a duo. There's a new UK rapper and I necessarily wouldn't want to do a video for him only because he makes his own videos and is doing a great job. He's called Wesley Joseph. His music, but his music videos specifically are like at such a good level already. And uh, yeah, when he gets the budgets, like unlocks the budgets to increase the value is going to be crazy. He, he studied film. Yeah, his work is amazing. There's also 
a duo based in America called Paris, Texas. Their music, firstly, is outstanding, but the videos they've dropped as well. Again, when they can unlock more budget, they're going to be able to make like some exceptional stuff. This was uh, a perfect answer, Lewis, because uh, what's interesting about this show is that uh, people come to listen to you because they like your work, but they also respect uh, your um, taste in videos, music, so they will for sure check out uh, these uh, artists as well. It's time for the second column of the show. Private Collection. You guys have to pick one music video that has left a mark on you. I guess you mentioned already a few, Jake Blake, Jamie XX, Radiohead, but if there is one you could pick and definitely has influenced most of your work, that would be good. So one of, I think, the best looking, just like most well done music videos I've ever seen is the Janet Jackson Gone, Got Till It's Gone video. I think it's Mark Romanek who directed it. And I think it's just the perfect sort of African fantasy of like a party. It's got a retro feel to it as well. Yeah, I love that video. And I'm going to say this other one recently because of the, the director and just kind of when I first saw it, it blew my mind is Kylie Minogue, Coming to This World, I think the song's called, um, by Michelle Gondry. Yeah, I'd say those two. I'm gonna check them out. Lewis, how about you? Yeah, this is a very controversial choice for myself, but the Rat King video for Canal, for some reason, like when that come out, the editing, the fact that it was shot on film, the performances, the way that it portrayed New York, like that video was just super special. It was like a mix between handheld, steadicam, slow-mo, super fast editing, uh, amazing performance, amazing song. That video for ages, I just put it in every single treatment because I was just trying to like replicate it. Don't worry about uh, writing them down because uh, we will share the information Alex and Lewis uh, shared with us uh, in this episode on our Instagram page, synesthesia underscore podcast. Go check it out. Very, very last column. We have uh, one minute left, two minutes. Flavors. You need to recommend us uh, one Instagram page that you love and a local spot in Northampton. Uh, there's a restaurant in Northampton called Yuma's, Y-U-M-A. It's a restaurant or takeaway. They do a falafel burger, it tastes like a Big Mac. It's crazy. The place that I would recommend, sorry, for in Northampton is the Garibaldi. It's a pub that we've shot in quite a lot um, in the Slow Tie videos. So for all the Slow Tie fans, uh, if you want to see the real locations, uh, Go to the yeah. The Instagram page I'm gonna say today, I'm gonna say two that are pretty similar. Nothing to do with filmmaking, but there's a guy called Sam Utaro, which is S A M U T. Well, guys, I have to say that he's been my guest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I actually, now Alex just said that, I remember seeing that. You, uh, I remember seeing that now. There's another Instagram page, similar aesthetic, called hidden.ny. That is also just really good information about the history of just a lot of different things from fashion to music to film. Yeah, they're just super interesting pages. Alex? Me. I'll say movie.effects.vfx. You can see a lot of clips of how certain things were shot. Brilliant. Guys, we are done. Amazing. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having us, man. Thanks a lot for taking part in the show and uh, I'm gonna visit Northampton at some point. I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> Let's go for a pint together at the Garibaldi. Sure. <laughs> sure thing, man. Yeah, hit us up, man. Bless, bro. You just listened to Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. 
Subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at synesthesia underscore podcast.